Hey everyone, Kip here. Just want to wish you a happy new year, 2021. It is uh, Friday, January 1st, 2021, uh, when this episode comes out. And I just wanted to say, yeah, what a great year we had in 2020. Uh, bad year <laughs> overall. Uh, when I'm recording this, I've just found out um, about MF Doom dying. Next week, you'll hear some thoughts from me on like Brody Lee. Uh, but that's not important right now. What is important is that um, a lot of listens, lots of support, lots of love, lots of various emails um we did 59 episodes this year 22 guest episodes we started doing guest episodes like this year not in our weird like 10 weeks in like 2019 and um 18 different guests 10 repeat guests cool variety lots of cool people lots of cool topics um we charted (laughs) number one in the philippines number two in japan number eight in denmark number 14 in canada just all kinds of like wild wacky stuff and i just want to say thank you it's been a lot of fun and I wanted to give you our schedule for January 2021. The first off, today on the 1st, Friday the 1st, January 2021, there is uh, me and David from the Tokyo Fresh podcast. He's come back uh, since after the Wizard episode. And we are looking at Mystery Science Theater 3000, Gamera versus Gyrion. And we're also going to be talking about uh, what COVID and the holidays are like in Japan. Next week, it is me and James Baker again to look at Kamen Rider Saber episodes 15 through 17. That's another three chunk. The week after that, on January 15th. Uh, that is me and Steph looking at Geki Ranger episodes one through nine and Power Rangers Jungle Fury episodes one through three. Then on January 22nd, there's Comrade Saber 18 through 19 from Eunice Baker. And on the 29th, me and Steph go in on Metal Heroes and we look at episodes one through three and episode 15 of Space Sheriff Gavin. Then we look at episodes one and two of uh, Jan Person. Those are just available on YouTube. Those are all legally subbed available high quality just there uh which is still wild to me but yeah so thanks so much for the support and uh no matter who you are where you are or what you celebrate it's only one thing i have to say this holiday season and Shin. Hark in the sky. What is that? That's a bird. That's a plane. It's a, it's, it's a stork carrying a bouncing baby, fat, round, rosy cheeks. That baby's name is 2021. And here we are on the first day of the year. Common Ride with me, Common Ride by Slater Knight, looking at 2021 New Horizons old secrets. And with me, hey, David. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Oh, old secrets is right. Ancient. Yep. As we say, like <laughs> the sins of 2020. Hopefully, they don't continue in 2021. But who knows? Man, did, I was, I was, I think I was on like Reddit this this morning or something, and someone had mentioned something that happened at the start of 2020, and I'm like, that feels like five years ago now. Like, holy shit. No, that's that's what. I can't even think of what happened. Like at the start of 2020, was it what what happened in January last year? 
I honestly can't remember. It feels like it's been five years. No, it's been it's a weird year. Um, everything that happened in the first month of 2020 from philippinenews.com. Okay, that's probably not going to have the most relevant stuff, but all right. Uh, I have no idea, but uh, info, please. It's been a long year. It's been a very long year. Um, remember Animal Crossing? Remember? Yes, v- vaguely. Yeah. Yes, that was a time. Um, oh, that was when like um, lots of shootings. There were tensions between the U.S. and Iran. Uh, not a lot of global news on this website that I found. Uh, but huh. yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I now that you mentioned it, yeah, I do. I do vaguely remember that because it was like they were talking about like oh you know um talking about like gun control just before they knew it was going to be like the election year right i remember stuff like that yeah man that feels like it feels like so long ago what's the last movie you saw in theaters the last movie i saw in theaters actually really quick before that um welcome for coming back on the podcast david from tokyo yes Chris podcast. of course yeah no, no problem glad to do it <laughs> you're glad to have you on last movie i saw Last mo- okay, so the last movie I saw, I think this is a little bit cheating because I do live in Japan. The last movie I saw is the Kimetsu no Yaiba movie. Okay. Uh or Demon Slayer, if if you're reading the English title. But uh yeah, that was the last movie I saw in theaters. But I think like before that it was like maybe Avengers Endgame. And that came out like what two years ago? <laughs> maybe? No. Like last year? I don't remember. Yeah, that's hard. Um I don't even know, like, what came out in early 2020. Um, it might have been something like, not Frozen oh, man. 2, was that this year? Frozen 2? Avengers Endgame is in April of 2019, so that's a long time ago now. Oh, Frozen 2 is 2019 too. It could have been that. Um, it wasn't Bad Boys for Life. It was something dumb. Oh, it, it was um, the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn movie. Ah, okay. That's yeah, what yeah. I saw. Yeah, I think it's like weird to look and see lists that are like movies that came out in theaters twenty twenty and see stuff that came out last week. And I'm like, that's not true. You didn't actually come out in theaters. That's right. real. Well, I mean, no one's going to theaters anyway. You know what? They're probably liable to make more money on Netflix anyway. But no, there are some people that are still going to theaters over here, and I don't get it. Mm. It's it's scary. <laughs> I would not do that. You can't just not. Here it's not too bad. Like they make you social distance, like a seat apart. Everyone has to wear a mask. It's like relatively okay. Like, are people actually enforced to wear masks over there? Yes, in they will. They will. They're not enforced, but like in a public place, like a um, a movie theater, they will. They will make you wear a mask. They won't even let you in. They're like, don't, don't even try. Okay. Well, like, let's say hypothetically. Okay. Uh, somebody comes in, and they're like upset about having to wear a mask. Then as soon as they get in, they take it off. Um, probably someone would say something. I would imagine, and and maybe like report it to like the the movie theater like staff because I I don't see why they wouldn't. But it's hard to say. No, that's like a big problem here. Is like like people like wear their mask to get into like the grocery store, then take it off or like have oh, it like, under their yeah. nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's whole thing. But no, um I just I know it's like different different places. I kind of feel like um 
something I never want to do on the show is like treat Japanese culture and society like anything but like a society and culture. Like there's like right. plenty of people mm-hmm. that uh love Japan in a way that you shouldn't love a country. Uh, but um, in in oh oh man um since you don't live in Japan you, you probably never saw this but um. I think it was last month. Yeah, I think I, I think we talked about it on my pa- podcast last month. But Nike Japan released a a uh, like ad campaign about. Oh, I think um, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, about like uh, kind of like second generation people or like half Japanese, half like uh f- whatever foreigner uh, like kids and like getting bullied in school about like their their hair or their culture or what they look like and this that and the other stuff right and I'm like nike's nike's uh, message obviously is like racism is bad like it's so it's so boilerplate like this is something self-evident that regular yeah. people would be like mm, okay yeah that makes sense but the right wing in japan just like goes like absolutely nuts They're like i'm not buying stuff from nike anymore because you said japanese people are racist and it's like yeah, no. Um I don't want to romanticize like Japanese culture. Part of it feels like maybe I feel a little bit more secure about the whole COVID situation in Japan. Mm. But yeah, um I can't even imagine like um how often <laughs> it feels like once a month you find out that like some maker of like some really famous like anime or like manga is like really into like imperialism or something you're like oh okay oh, yeah <laughs> right. that, that happens yeah. all the time right <laughs> yeah yeah it, it 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 only takes one look at like it's it's so weird because people like that are like on twitter or whatever they're just very blatant about it on, yeah on japanese twitter so it's really weird because you'd have the people who would like comment on that nike commercial and be like Oh well, you know Japan isn't racist. There's no racism in Japan. But then you like look at their Twitter profile, and it's and like the description in Japanese in their Twitter profile is like Japan is for Japanese only. We don't like Zainichi Koreans. They should get out. All the foreigners suck. Like it's shit like that. And they're like, Japan's not racist though. And it's like, mm, okay. And I think I don't like think a lot of people like outside of Japan, or at least like I'm mostly thinking of like western fans of like japanese media are like oh japan doesn't have racism just because like a lot of their cultural output primarily features japanese people and doesn't have Mm -hmm. like the same level of diversity and therefore like it's not a conflict that doesn't mean the conflict doesn't doesn't exist just means it's not present or maybe not like as foregrounded they just just don't show it because like like foreigners in japan are like one percent of the population so like even though you know we're here it's not like we're like everywhere yeah, well, it's like what, like um, three percent of the American population is like Native American, so foreigners make up most of the U.S. population. Yeah, so like I think it's like in America, it's like uh, African American people are like thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. So like foreigners of every race in Japan is one percent. Yeah, it's like that's super tiny, and like. If, if I had to guess, it's probably localized to like cities too. Yes, Tokyo and like Osaka, certain parts Kyoto. of cities. Yeah, it's like that's basically it. Yeah, that's wild. And uh, yeah, um, I can't even imagine like um how bad nationalism has gotten under something like COVID too. It just must like be like up to eleven. There's a guy 
there's a guy who is just like an absolute nut job who screams. He's like, uh, what's he? He's like yelling. He's like, uh, COVID is just a, a regular cold. Like you guys are fear mongering. And like, he'll go do this, like in front of like major hospitals and stuff. And people just absolutely hate him. Yeah. Um, a lot of that. <laughs> um, I yep. just, it, it sucks. Like, cause there's like lots of stuff. I think that like you learn about culture as you get older mm-hmm. and, um, there, I kind of see people like being less, um, ready to just say, japan this and japan that like they like what they used to even five years ago but you still get people being like oh like japan's like a noble bushido culture that loves each other and all (laughs) does the same things Mm. and like beautiful women that have like long necks and porcelain it's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like oh like i've seen like chobits and there was a character from england there that means they don't have racism it's like what the fuck are you talking about I, don't I mean, know. I mean, that's just that's just weebs, right? Like, that's all yeah. it really is. Like, people people who have lived here, I, 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 always, I often talk about this. It's like there's there's this thing I like to call the three year rule. <laughs> if you make it to three like years, this? if you make it to three years, you are not one of those people because you've you've been here. If like you plan to stay longer than yeah. three years, you're not one of those people because you understand like where your place is in the culture and like what you have to do and you've made friends but the people who leave after three years is because usually they're weebs and they just like they can't hack it they're like oh well japan was fun but i want to go home and just watch my anime with subtitles or whatever right and like a really fun trick i found with like traveling and like there are probably plenty of people who just like travel to japan and they're like oh like i'm spending a couple weeks or a couple months or a couple days or whatever in like another culture and like enjoying it but like mm-hmm. one test I think is like the people that ask questions that they don't understand if they're asking them right in Japanese or like mm-hmm. any local language or the people that are just like asking a question to somebody in like the language they know which is usually like English because like most of the time like in like a service area like there'll be lots of people that know it like mm-hmm. how often like you'll see that conversation of like oh um just like um um just like Oh, Moshi Moshi, uh, uh, Monk Park, and then, oh, uh, yeah, the park's over there. Just, like, r- right back to them kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, one thing that I think is a problem that does not just exist in Japan, just people are dumb, so they apply <laughs> it more to Japan, is um, whenever you go to, like, a major city, of course you're going to see hot people. That's not the yep. whole population. Like, it's the city. There's just going to be people like dressed that's well the thing, and out, right? you know. Like, too, like you, you, if you, if your image of like Los Angeles is like what you saw on Instagram, you'd think everyone was like a ten out of ten, like super hot person. But you like probably go there and you're like, eh, you know, this that's like maybe like twenty percent, if I'm lucky, percent of people. Like everyone else is just regular, regular ass people. Well, also like. If you're walking around like downtown or whatever in like the like super busy area, it's just gonna be mm-hmm. it's just gonna be like people going out or like working going out or doing at, like job, modeling yeah. jobs or something. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but no, um like I like um spent like half a year living in like Scotland in like Edinburgh and like mm-hmm. that was my favorite place that I've ever lived and like after a while I was like, oh, just because, like, they hire hot people at the McDonald's in the center of town doesn't mean, that, like, everyone here is, like, this, like, 
oh, it's like beautiful Scott. No, they're just fucking people. Like yeah. I'm just like going to clubs and like nice restaurants, and that's why like I thought that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, there's a weird thing in Japan too. Like when when they hire people for jobs, so like on your resume, on your CV, you have to include a picture because it's like a requirement that they see what you look like depending on what job you you're doing, which is a little bit screwed up, but you know. Yeah. Um. I can imagine. Um. There's a lot of people who like aren't a good culture fit nope <laughs> all of a sudden yeah no that would get shot down over here just because like or not necessarily shot down but that's not the standard in the states because like we do have like enough of a population of people be like hey that would be really bad yep yeah exactly no um that is why i I do hear though, David, to talk about mm. your holidays. Oh, talk about my holidays. Yeah, man. <laughs> just like we totally I... did right there, right? Just talk for 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes about no, how. I'll talk about my holiday. I'll make it quick. Um, no, I'll... I haven't I'll... done anything. No, I'm like, how was your holiday? Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't done anything mostly because uh, here I worked until Christmas. I, w- I was working on Christmas Day, so I haven't really done anything. And in Japan, Christmas doesn't really matter to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, what is it? It's more like a couple's holiday where you you go out and you have dinner and then you, you know, you do whatever with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Um, New Year's is more like Christmas E Mm -hmm. or like that same tier of holiday. Yeah. Cause I was, um, like noticing in my study of, um, Japanese culture that, um, there were lots of pictures of, um, Sakura and Hinata dressed in like Santa outfits with like presents for Sasuke and Naruto. So I just assumed yeah. that it is, it was very it is like 100% that is like all just like wet. Like Christmas here is like you take like the westernized capitalism version of Christmas and they just multiply that by two. Okay. Yeah. It, that's all it is. It's pure capitalist. Christmas. I mean, it is like, yeah. I like Christmas, but like it's like just. It went from me hating it for being super fake to be like, I like having an excuse to like be nice to people or like get people nice things with them get me nice things. Like, oh, hey, like you wouldn't spend $60 on this and I wouldn't spend $60 on this. So let's both spend $60 this thing that's like a good accessory for each other, you know? Yep. That yep. kind of thing. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I don't know what's going to happen this year for New Year's though, because like usually you you go out to a temple on like new year's night. And I remember before here, I lived uh, next to the biggest temple in the province. And man, that line just to get to the temple for like a five second prayer for uh, the new year was like, you're there like two hours waiting in that line. Oh, so it's a lot of people. And with the way that things are now, I don't think that's a good idea. What you just made me think about actually was, um, I wonder what's going on. I should probably like look more globally, like, but I've just been too exhausted. But then, like, I just like was imagining like just the amount of people that like I would see in like different like um like movies and stuff like on like their Hajj to like Mecca and how they're all trying to like touch that one like the giant black cube, holy like cube, yeah. And like, probably was like, oh, what ha- has anything happened there? How is that? going yeah how does that work yeah (laughs) Yeah, how does that work but no um what do you what's your like holiday like growing up like what was like 
what holidays like did like you celebrate and like how did you like you like celebrate those? So like my my family would uh we celebrate Christmas, but not not in the like I go to church because I'm praising the Lord. Like it's very much um the the more commercial side of Christmas. But like it's you know, we on Christmas Eve we would go to like my grandmother's house and uh, drink and just chat till yeah. like 2 a.m. and then go home and then you're so tired that you actually go to sleep because you're you're not like hyped up and excited because it's Christmas. And then every year um, my my mom has like seven and brothers and sisters. So um, every year we would go to someone a different person's house for Christmas. So like every year it rotated. So you didn't get back around to the the original or whoever's that year's house was until seven years later. So it's kind of a little bit kind of an interesting thing because her side of the family is so big. No, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I just didn't like holidays growing up because I like didn't have a lot of like cool family. I was like, oh, like that's like the one cousin that will always like steal your presents if like <laughs> they come over. Or, like that's the one cousin that like will always try and like steal ham because mom's vegetarian. Mm. But, you know, uh, <laughs> that's an odd tangent, but no, uh, I I'm not going to go there, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not a super big fan of Christmas. Like I haven't been back home in two years now. I went back like the first year and man, it was like having like weird, like reverse culture shock going back to, to Canada and just being like, why do you people do this this way? This is dumb. Like stop. Yeah, like you're just like, yeah, it's just like some fucking, it's just some elbow noodles and, and like some cheese, guys. It's not that good. Yeah, it just lots of stuff where I'm just like, why? Why would you do this? Stop. <laughs> Shout out to Kraft Dinner. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I do love a good Kraft Dinner. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great. But um, I like was so surprised when I went to Canada. I was like, oh, like I'll try some Kraft Dinner. I was like, this is just, wait, what? what's going on here? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do hey, not besmirch the name of Kraft Dinner. <laughs> we take I, it very seriously. I will treat you in my apology to like a nice KFC reservation <laughs> for your holiday. That would be great. I I don't mind ha- having a, a KFC uh, reservation here because they're hard to get. Yeah. How? What? What? Did they just show up and say, "Hey, in America, KFC is really big. It's how you okay. do holidays." So here's, here, I'll explain what happened. So I think it was in like the, the eighties. Um, okay. I think maybe it's like the late seventies, early eighties. Just one year they had like an overabundance of chickens. Okay. So KFC started a campaign that was like, it was like some title, like, like Christmas with Kentucky. Right. And they started selling like buckets of chicken, like a family style bucket of chicken out of KFC specifically designed or like Christmas or whatever. And for whatever reason, it just stuck. And they just kept doing it every single year. And now it's just become a thing you do. Because people get like reservations. Like it's yes. crazy. It's insane. Like people will reserve their Christmas, like Kentucky, like thing from whatever store they live close to, like months in advance, like two, three, four, five months in advance. It's absolutely insane. Is it any different than like no, what you had? No, okay. no, it's so dumb. I wasn't sure if it was like oh, like special, like whatever, like version. But yeah, um, 
That's I'll tell so you funny. what it is, though. It's expensive. It's more expensive. Oh, I bet. It's so stupid. Like, so I had my friend, uh, my friend and my girlfriend come over for Christmas and we kind of like made something at my house. My friend bought an entire like chicken for eight dollars, like eight hundred yen, eight dollars. Where like I know that the bucket of chicken is like two thousand four hundred yen, which is like almost triple the amount. Yeah, I mean, um, I <laughs> the first restaurant I saw when I went to Iceland was a Quiznos, and it was the first Quiznos I'd ever seen in my life. I was like, this this exists. And I've like came to this like frozen wasteland and then like, oh, like the sky's different, the ground's different, the water's different. Oh, there's Quiznos. Right. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it is it is kind yeah. of weird coming here and seeing like McDonald's just on the corner or like Burger King or something. You're like, you don't belong here. Like it's the most familiar things that feel the most ogs. You're like, what's like American mustard or like what's like cool American Doritos or whatever? Like it's the, the yeah. weird like stuff like that. Well, it's weird here, like, like speaking of Doritos, Doritos, like, the red Doritos here have a different flavor than the red Doritos back home. Oh, that's weird. That threw me for a loop. Are they still, like, branded the same, like nacho cheese or whatever? They, or? They, the, like, texture and everything is the same, just whatever flavor the red ones are, it's, like, so, like, in, in North America, it's nacho cheese, but here it's, like, taco flavored. Okay. It's so weird. But then there's another bag that I think is the yellow one, which is the nacho cheese, the regular red nacho cheese flavor. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why would you do that? I mean, like, what are like the flavors in like snack food or fast food? Like the things that you would like totally miss, though, if you like were suddenly not living in Japan. Oh, things that I would miss of like snack food. Um. That's a hard. There's there's like a lot of um this uh there's a spice in Japan called shichimi, which is like I think like the the translation of the kanji is like seven and flavors. So it's like a seven flavor spice, but it's like pretty popular. And you can get like shichimi chips, but like I think that's like a flavor that I probably would miss. But then there's stuff like this stuff that's on my desk right here. What is this thing called? Um. Shiowase butter, which literally translates to happiness butter, uh, and they're garbage. Good. I don't know why I bought them. I mistakes were made. I'm constantly missing like a good like donor kebab and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Or like um, like how like very easy it was to get like Indian food like just like at the store. Mm. Hmm. The one thing I miss the most about Canada is, weirdly enough, raspberry jam. Oh, yeah. That's so it's weird. a good one, right? I can right? find yeah. every single other type of jam and some that I didn't know existed except for raspberry. For whatever reason, it just does not exist here. That's, that's the kind of stuff that gets you, though. Like, I remember it was like um, the American Thanksgiving time and like mm-hmm. in like Scotland and like all the students that were like from like America were like trying to do something and like couldn't find Turkey, but also couldn't find, um, cranberry. So what I ended up doing was I ended up, um, buying a bunch of like sugar and like bags of like, um, trail mix and taking the cranberries from the trail mix. <laughs> like and the making, dry like, cranberries. 
and then mixing them into like a simple like syrup in order to make like mm. cranberry jello shots. You could definitely do that. That would work. Yeah, and it's just like the most like, oh crap, like I'm trying to like bring cranberries and they just don't exist. Yeah. It's weird that that like something that is super common back home is it's just like it just does literally does not exist. Cause like here you can't find turkey either. It just doesn't exist. Um, I like wonder, um a friend that um was in France had trouble with uh, peanut butter a lot. Like Yes, here too. Yes. It's it's hard. Okay, so they have something here that's called peanuts cream. <laughs> um it's Sorry. literally like it's literally like someone someone took a single peanut, turned it into like whip, and then dumped in like five hundred pounds of sugar. It's the sweetest, most disgusting thing I've ever eaten, and it is nowhere near regular peanut butter. That's so funny to me that like you just get something like that. Um I actually have like a like you know those cakes that people get that have like the little like placard that, that like says something on it? Like, oh, like happy birthday or like whatever. Like Like a cupcake? Like um in Japanese media, like a lot of time they'll like be like, Oh, like they got like a box of cake and like and it like has like a nice cake in it and like the cake has like a little like candy or like oh, wafer placard on it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like a like a it'll be like a heart or like a square or something. They'll say like happy birthday, whoever. Yeah. Those just yep. look like Instagram food to me. Like they look like they like maybe aren't 100%. worth the effort. A hundred percent. Is the placard edible? Yes. It's chocolate. Okay. okay. Good to know. Cause I was like never sure. I was like, I can't tell if that's like plastic or like some drizzled like caramel or like chocolate. But yeah. Yeah, is it's, it's definitely edible, yeah. But the cake is like so just it's like generic cake that you could buy anywhere. Nothing special about it. Like for me, that was always like when you saw people get like the really big like um, milkshakes that have like the cake on them and like all of that like stuff. Where it's like this just seems like a job. <laughs> or just, oh, like, like the yeah. the huge like parfait looking things. Yeah, those are great. I actually do like those. They're okay. a little bit expensive, but they're good. Yeah, they showed up like around like here, and they were like very much like more of a job than good. But like maybe just like they're good elsewhere. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, they're they're great. Like I you can get them at most like family restaurants. Like Denny's is a good place to go here. I don't know why Denny's has like really good um like sweets, like like ice cream and stuff like that, but for whatever reason here, that's basically what you go to Denny's for and their parfaits are just chef's kiss on that stuff. What's like a good like meal food kind of thing that you can't get right? Like how's pizza, for example, or like burgers? Pizza's garbage. Pizza's, Pizza's garbage. Absolute garbage. <laughs> That's like, great to hear. So if you go to a pizza place and you order like just a regular like pepperoni pizza, right? It will we'll be probably put like mayonnaise on it. No, 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 no. It'll be a pepperoni pizza, but it'll be the least saucy pizza you've ever had. It'll have like a single dollop of like tomato sauce and it's just like eating bread with cheese and pepperoni on it. It's it's very sad. Yeah, that's that sounds really bad. Um I had that same problem honestly when I was in Scotland and Iceland. Like I was in the Iceland airport coming home. Like it was like December twenty third and like a couple of years ago and I just like got this like sad little Iceland like airport pizza and uh and then like I went right to JFK and 
like got like an amazing <laughs> immediately pizza. bought a good pizza. Yep. So there's like there's some good pizza places here, but you have to play a premium for them because those yeah. people actually know how to make pizza. Like they went to like Italy or somewhere because it'll be like a fancy like Italian pizza place. Or there's some good um uh like Chicago pizza places. Okay. There's like a couple. There's like one that's like maybe 15 minutes away from my house that is like legitimately good, but it's like expensive. You're paying like 20 bucks for a fairly small pizza, but honestly, I'd rather pay the $20 than get like a, just an absolute garbage pizza. No, sometimes like you need a good pizza though. Sometimes you're like, I need to have like a good pizza, good burger, whatever it is. Yep. It's, it's that for me, it's, it's good pizza and then bad Chinese food. Like, like Americanized Chinese food. Yes. I need like a Panda Express, kind of like Chinese food. I've uh, been looking for years since I like left the Boston area, but like um, there's this dish that only in the Boston area they'll do the bad way, which is uh, it's called lobster sauce. And they'll do it like this like meaty brown sauce that mm-hmm. is like the worst, <laughs> but in the best way. But everywhere else it's like this like very light, like white sauce for like, Oh, and has some lobster. It's like no, it's supposed to be like ground beef and like grease. Not yeah, like, like I want. I want it to be disgusting. Yeah, no, we got um some Chinese food for like Christmas, and it was great. It was perfect, and like, but also like, it's the place that we like. We don't have a place that's like bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I think this year that we ended up just coming to my house and making something because my friend um. He he's like an actual chef. Like he mm-hmm. he used to work as oh, a chef uh in like multiple restaurants. So like he knows how to cook. So when he's like, Yeah, I'll come over to your house and make stuff, and I'm like, Thank you. Thank you so much. I was actually like just about to like ask you that. Like, is there like a dish that like you've made for somebody that's been like, What the hell's this? Like, I didn't know about chicken parmesan or something like that, or like I didn't know about like this. Um, it's it's funny. Um my my ex-girlfriend would always say, like, I'd make, like, her, like, uh, I like to make, like, pasta a lot or, like, Italian food. And she'd just be, like, she's, like, I could, you could give me all the ingredients and tell me how to make this. But no matter what I do, it would never taste like this. She's, like, it, she's like it's so Western and I don't get how to make this food. Like, it's just impenetrable, which I thought was weird. I mean, I've definitely noticed, like, people from America that are, like, how did you just make a pasta sauce? Like, that's like a thing, too. Right. Mm. No, um, there's not really food trucks. It's more like food stalls because of like the way that like streets are, right? Like, it's not really mm-hmm. like, um, years ago, like, I remember hearing there are lots of like new bars that were themed as like stuff like Irish pubs. Is that still a, the case? Uh, <laughs> there is a, there is a single pub and it's like a chain pub. Um, that is notorious in Japan for being absolute dog shit, and if you sh- if you're a foreigner, you shouldn't be caught dead there. It's called the Hub. Okay, and it's just absolute garbage. Yeah, I guess like all the theme stuff is probably like in hibernation mode right now. Like whatever, like the 2020 like restaurant themed after like most of it's most of it's open actually. Oh, it's open. It's just out there. Yeah, mo- most of it is open. Like you might have to, you might have to make a reservation like longer in advance because they'll probably have a reduced amount of people that can go at one time. But yeah, most of it's still open. How many years after we get out 
assuming we get out of like quarantine and like we are no longer living this life and like we aren't like in like some kind of like state of worry over like covid how -hmm. long do you think till we get like the like covid nostalgia throwback socially distant (laughs) socially distant like restaurant or cafe or whatever bar honestly probably not that long right because i think a lot of i think a lot of people have come to realize that they just like to stay by themselves in their house and they're like oh i can just work from home like that was an option that you guys just didn't give me like what i'm sure that there's those people exist so i'm gonna make a socially distant it's like um you get drinks and like you wave to people and like you um stay six feet apart and like you try and like flirt with somebody and like at the end of the hour like the night you can actually get like at the same table as them <laughs> just just everyone's separated by like the plexiglass thing like you're in a prison yeah. talking to a, talking to whoever's inside until you pick one person to be in the prison together with and know what i'm gonna call this place what's that six fate six six fate <laughs> yes <laughs> oh fucking netflix just stole that idea it's horrible but oh man the amount of stuff that you watch and you realize there's like someone made like a netflix pilot for for something you're like that was that was my idea yeah it it sounds like culture be doing it pretty much yes uh but no um i hope that you have like a a like good new year's because it's about to happen and like i know your whole stuff um did you get any like good presents or no Nah, we didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. We went all out and, like, got, like, lots of cool, like, books and, like, present stuff. I got given the Showa Godzilla Criterion Collection, which is, like, all pop art and everything. I was like, this is cool as hell. This is awesome. Sweet. What, uh, what, like, what's in that collection as far as, like, movies? Um, it's everything from 54 to 72 whenever they ended that so it's like wow that's a lot that'd be yeah, like it's like 12 or 18 movies it's a lot yeah i was gonna say about 15 movies yeah it's like from gojira to like terror of mechagodzilla and okay it's like all like remastered 4k and everything and oh okay wow that's that's quite nice then oh yeah and i was very excited about that and uh one thing that i got actually was like i don't like have a lot of like merch or toys from like common rider or like shows mm. but my girlfriend got me um a progress key from common rider zero one. Oh, nice and it's like honestly the perfect like size and weight to like fidget with instead of my phone uh okay <laughs> Do I watch a TV or something? it's like it's like the size of like a like a tape deck cassette right yeah it's like perfect yeah. size to like not play with your phone for a little bit but uh um, does it does it flip out like in the shell yep Oh, okay sweet there you go yeah because um you got into zero one right yes so i think it was literally the day after we recorded the last podcast that was on i'm like I'm maybe i should watch yeah. Zero. yeah maybe i should watch zero one and then i think two days later i was on episode 20 oh yeah um that's a good show right <laughs> yes I-, I haven't finished it i think uh let me see what my bookmark here says my bookmark says I'm on 23, so I kind of got busy and stopped watching, but I think I'll definitely go back to it. Episode 35 is the last episode before COVID. Um, okay. And there's like a bunch of like weird specials, like the presidential special, the 
whatever. Then there's like episode thirty five point mm. five. Then there's like thirty six to like forty. Yes, I noticed. I noticed that in the the episode listings where it said thirty five point five. I was like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. Um, thirty five point five is the only one before th- between thirty five and thirty six worth looking at, and even then, you could probably skip that. Mm. No, I have a a um, common rider Kiva progress key, and like I've been like all day like 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 just like been like accidentally pressing the button that says vampire on it (laughs) oh wow it actually has the voice and stuff too that's great that's like my favorite part about this series is like hearing whoever does the the um the voiceover for like all the stuff is is just great aren't they like canadian brothers or something i i Looked it up when I when I first saw it because I thought I knew who it was because it sounds like a a guy that like a foreign guy that's pretty famous here that he's like on TV and has like his own like English teaching show. It sounds like him, but it's not him. So it's I, it's just someone that they got from somewhere. Um, it is Maynard and Blase Plant from Monkey Magic, and they're from Ottawa. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, all all the callouts in that show are just great, like perfect. All of them. Yeah, like um, we're like kind of having like a issue now with the currently airing show that we committed to covering *Common Rider Saber*, where we're just not super invested in the characters yet, and it's like mm. a good like fourteen episodes in, and we're like, ooh, like please make us care about the characters a little bit more, like have some like compelling stories. But like Zero One does not have that problem. It's very good at just. Yeah, like uh, honestly, like right off the get, I think it's, I think it's episode two when when Fua transforms for the first time, and I was just like, yes, I'm in. This man punched a bullet and turned into Common Rider. That is the most badass thing I've ever seen. And like, I love how simple and like clean their like designs are too. Like, they feel yeah, like all of them are great. They're made to move around in in a great way. Yeah, there's a lot more acrobatics in this one than than Wizard, and that's like really evident, like right off the hop. Well, it's like the start of the new like era, and like they like mm-hmm. went back to basics on like suit design, but also they like um, changed the suit actor from like the dude who was like in his mid fifties to like a dude that was like thirty five. So that's maybe so a little the, evident. The guy who's in his mid fifties who's trying to do flips and jumps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can see that where that's an issue. But even like even like the helmet design, because the older helmet designs, you look at like um like Kiva and even like up to Wizard and stuff, they're very much like that kind of like heavy looking motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. But the the zero one is like very like small and it looks pretty thin and like form fitting. So like I feel like they just the entire suit is just so much better to move around in. Yeah, and like I like the way the armor's like place too feels like it's much more like ingrained in it as so it's mm. like a very good uh and just it does a great job at like letting you know here's a world and the conflicts and the stakes and like i feel like what's going on currently has been like negatively affected by covid to like mm-hmm. not have a lot of like extra characters and that kind of stuff yeah yeah i'm glad you're liking zero one it's a great show if people have have watched that episode where I was on about Wizard, you should watch Zero One because it's it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um. I forget why. I forget why we picked Wizard. Was it just based off of like the design looking good or like? 
something. I I don't remember to be perfectly honest. Oh, I was like, uh, ah, I've never seen it. You stopped watching after Kamen Rider like Force. So Wizard was yeah. next. Yeah. Yes, Wizard was next. That's what it was. Yes. I was not sure going into it how Wizard would go because like I remember that being like kind of like a mad show. So I was like mm. wondering. But yeah, um Wizard is not a bad show. It might just take more investment or time. Um yeah. but there are some shows that are much better at bringing you in. But um speaking of bringing you in, um we should probably talk about uh the most accessible and reasonable <laughs> and normal way to watch something in the Tokusphere, which is how we did. We looked yep. at a Mystery Science Theater 3000 1991 Thanksgiving special, Gamera versus Gurion. A, a 1969 movie featuring Gamera and some other guy. There you go. Right. We'll be right back. And we are back. And like we just said, uh, we watched the Mystery Science Theater 3000 1991 Thanksgiving special on Comedy Central, Gamera vs. Gyriad. Um, this is available to rent and buy a lot of places. Um, it might be available for free if you look for it. Um, seems legit to me. Um, but yeah, uh, we happened to find a, a perfectly legal version um, that had commercials from... Dude, 91 or 92? Yeah. Uh, That was a trip. I, man, there is a commercial break. Hang on, I think I wrote it in my notes here. Oh, there's a commercial break. The first commercial break had like an infomercial for Buns of Steel. Oh, yeah. And I I lost it. I'm like, wow, this is so early 90s. It. One of my first questions was going to be the commercials, but let's get into it, because, <laughs> like, Buns of Steel, that's, like, something that, like, in my head, like, I can imagine, like, somebody making fun of the phrase Buns of Steel, like, Buns of Steel, making, like, a fake, like, Netherlands accent or something, but I didn't know that was a real thing. That's, like, that's, like, a Duke Nukem catchphrase, right? I got balls it's- of steel, I got Buns <laughs> of Steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, that's exactly what I think of. But, like, Buns of Steel, to me, now, comes off as, like, something someone would make a parody of. Like, like the parody would be called Buns of Steel, rather than, like, something else. Here's, like, a special shake weight that you put in your ass to get yeah, Buns exactly, of Steel. right? Uh, <laughs> it's like a Saturday Night Live skit, right? Yeah, and also, like, um, we have are kind of removed from the small ass movement, but, like... Mm-hmm. In the past, like, five, ten years, I feel like people have been like, oh, look at that. Oh, butts are cool when they can do stuff and, like, whatever. But, like, I, I feel like... Butts oh, are cool when they can do, do stuff. stuff. You know what I mean. But, like... Useless butts? Don't want them. Get rid of them. Like, a flat butt or, like, a super small butt was, like, a thing that I, like, remember seeing referenced in, like, cartoons and, like, TV and stuff. Like, in, like the, like, late 90s, early 2000s a lot. Right, yeah, yeah. Like it was like oh like does my butt look big was like a big joke on like EGM or whatever I'm not sure but yeah you know uh but no um I love the Aladdin like BK TV commercial with this oh like, my god that Aladdin BK TV commercial played like five times 
Yeah, it's this like fucking youth minister looking dude who's like, oh, like I love like BK. It's so cool, and he just has <laughs> the Latin cup. He has his Latin cup, his backwards hat, and a sweet, sweet mullet, and just like a bunch of kids. Yeah, it's so weird because like the end of that commercial is like three girls going like, "We love it at Burger King." <laughs> You made them sound like old, old crones. <laughs> you made them sound like Skeksis from Dark Crystal. Just they like, were. oh no, they. Oh, maybe at that point, but damn, just. I mean, I mean, they were about the same color with all that fucking Technicolor shit on. I had never actually seen a Mentos Fresh commercial. I'd just seen like flash oh, animations man. with the song. <laughs> I I love how the first Mentos commercial is just a dude committing a crime. And yeah. the lady sees him clearly commit a crime and just goes like, oh, you. Oh, you. Yeah. Or like the, um, that like Raisin Bread commercial that was like bordering between like cool and nightmare. I couldn't tell. Like, I liked it, but also it was a little nightmare inducing. The, the Raisin? Uh, was it the one with like the, um, the like claymation, like uh, yeah. California Raisins? Yeah, California Raisins one. Man, I have not thought about the California Raisins. Probably ever. <laughs> I mean, like, did you ever see Mr. Science Theater growing up? I, I never, I never watched it growing up, no. I did, like, a little bit, and, like, for this one, like, I wanted to do something that was, like, fun and standalone, mm-hmm. and, like, I was like, oh, like, Gamer would be fun, like, old, more like old Gamer, then I was like, what if we do Mr. Science Theater? That would be cool as hell. And, <laughs> damn, just, I forgot how much of a time like this show is so equal parts like charming and odd i think mm-hmm. yes like um when you're like a kid you think that like um the present is reality whereas now i'm like this is super american and super referencing like 80s tv yeah oh yes like a lot but yeah um <laughs> what do you think like top level of like the actual show itself, like Mr. Science Theater. Mrs. It, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm coming at it as an adult and I have no attachment to the way it was when I was a kid. I'm like, it's kind of lame, but in like that weird like public access way. Yeah. It's the kind of show that like had like a public access season and had like 13 seasons on like real yeah. networks. Some, somehow, right? Yeah, like... That wouldn't, that's like impossible to do now. Like the like right situation would be well, terrible. It's so weird. It's so weird because I feel like um, now if you look at something like YouTube, it's so weird seeing this episode of Mystery Science Theater like in, in the same um, like time period with like the commercials and everything. Right. And then I look at like how YouTube movie reviewers make their movies and they have like the same type of shit it's like their skits they're mm-hmm. like talking over the movie it's it's how how much it's aped now and i didn't realize that until i watched this no totally like it's very much like the nostalgia critic like, like um like angry video game nerd kind of stuff is like directly yeah. trying mm-hmm. to be like based off of that 100 like, yeah that's what like a lot of modern stuff is based off of too is like let's try and be like the angry video game nerd yeah yes exactly so it's you, you've gone like two levels deeper of the the homage to the homage to the homage though i love like all of the practical effect work though like the like puppets 
and like like the um mm-hmm. like weird like stop motion like doors as they count down like the movie and everything. That oh, stuff yeah, really yeah, gets yeah. me. I, I was I was impressed by like how good the uh the the like robot puppets looked. Mm-hmm. Because I I didn't feel like when I looked at them, I didn't go like, ah, these are fake. Like, I just accepted them as characters. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is something that someone has their hand up them and is moving them around, right? And, like, when's the last time we've seen something with puppets that wasn't, like, postmodern, you know? Right. Like, wasn't trying to be, like, wasn't either trying to be, like, a referential, like, Muppets movie or wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to be, like, oh, what the fuck was that thing? Um happy town murders or whatever i'm not sure if you got that in japan like it was like a a like um murder mystery like raunchy puppet movie oh oh what what movie yeah i know what movie you're talking about and i can't recall what what the hell is it called i i know exactly what movie you're talking <laughs> about but happy i can't remember the name it like has like um melissa mccarthy in it and she's like uh just like part of a puppet yeah it's something like yes happy time murders. yes 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 yeah I I I remember seeing the like the trailer for this somewhere, but I never actually saw the movie. No, yeah, and um, like there's stuff like Avenue Q also, but like it's been like probably like fifteen twenty years since like we've had like puppets that weren't like for like a gag. Like, well, it re- it reminds me of um uh there's a Comedy Central show speaking because. Mystery oh. Science Theater was also on Comedy Central. Puppets Who Kill was on Comedy Central, which is like the exact same thing. Or like, um, remember Crank Yankers? Was that something you ever watched? Yep. Yes, yeah, I, I've seen an episode of Crank Yankers. Uh, that might date us more than the California Raisins that we both actually actively remember Crank Yankers. I specifically remember the episode with Eminem, the Eminem puppet. Oh, no. Uh, like the worst thing that ever like the most horrifying thing um just a quick like minute long content warning i'm going to talk about um castration i guess but uh so <laughs> wait okay where are you going with this in one episode there's like a skit in crank acres of like this person talking while they're like working at like a beauty salon and they're mm-hmm. giving this guy like a bikini wax. And in the episode, like the punchline at the end of the clip is like they mess up and you see the duct tape with the puppet's like whole penis and balls on it <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and like I was like the wrong age. I was like, oh my god, that's horrifying. <laughs> uh yeah, but like something like that I don't think you'd ever get away with now. No. Because people are like, what the fuck is this garbage, right? But tries to go away from back then, funny. honestly, because I like remember it like just like being a very like it wasn't even like a flash; it was like the full like stuff. And it's like, oh wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was on late at night, right? Yeah, it was like a one of those shows I would like stick headphones into like a TV to watch. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Because it was on at like twelve thirty or yeah. like one a.m. or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I want to be a big kid, and I like um, like don't care if I'm tired at school tomorrow. Yeah, very weird show. And like, um, they've gone on to do like riff tracks currently, which like you might have heard of, and like, that kind of stuff. Mm, and like yeah, the yeah, yeah. podcast commentary thing, which everybody's gotten into. Yes, <laughs> at this point, like, uh, we just did one for um Mass Rider the '90s show. So, oh, okay, that happens, you know. 
that's the one based off Ryuki? No, that's the one based off of um Black RX. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's like there's one <laughs> there's two like American cover writer series. There's one from the nineties that has this weird little like just like search I'll post a picture for you really quick of a titular character uh from this weird nineties show. But um then like two thousand nine they did like a a like Ryuki one. Hmm. Oh god, what is that? That is Furbus, the faithful companion of Dex Stewart, the masked rider from the planet of Edenoi. I'm gonna wager that this creature does not appear in Black RX because no. I know Black RX. <laughs> no, Furbus is an entirely American creation. Um our friends over at Rangers Plane did the whole series in like one of their episodes, and uh I guess like Furbus there are multiple Furbus puppets, including one for driving that they use a lot because he drives a lot in the series. But um That that's weird. Okay. Wanna know who plays Furbus actually? Yes. Wait, it it has a voice? I thought it was gonna be like a just like an animal type character. Furbus is borderline because like Furbus will say stuff like Dummy, dummy, cookie <laughs> and stuff. Okay, so he's not like a full on elf situation. No, yeah, but like Furbus, um is the person in the suit for Furbus is Vern Troyer. Oh, really? Oh my yes. god. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, what? okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, um... Make your money, my dude. I forget, but, uh, no, um, yeah, so commentary tracks are super big right now with podcasting and stuff, but a lot of that is also, like, based off of, like, mystery science, like, and that kind of thing. Mm. It, it had, like, a Netflix revival that kind of went nowhere, like, it had, like, Patton Oswalt and, like, Felicia Day, and like, and they're both terrible, so no one give a shit. They're both people who are always on anything. Like, it's like, people mm. like them and, like, Will Wheaton, where it's like, oh, yeah, cool, like, nerds, we're gonna help this happen. It's like, ah, uh, you also kind of, like, doom it to mediocrity in a way, where, like, maybe it's not yes. you, but maybe it's just, like, just to happen. Is I don't want to hear Will Wheaton or Felicia Day talk about literally anything. So, like, yeah, it's... No thanks. Did you know that he was on Star Wars? On Star Trek, not Star Wars. Well, wow. uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm a huge Star. Trek I was fan. joking. Like that was like my joke, but like, of uh, oh yeah, like Will Wheaton. Did you know that before he's just like randomly like appeared <laughs> okay. places? He was on Star Trek. <laughs> he's on Star Trek. Did you know that um, Felicia Day has bad teams? <laughs> uh, no, um. <laughs> I at least I respect Felicia Day in a way I don't necessarily respect like Will Wheaton. I'll say that much. But of Yeah, Will Wheaton's a little bit like I don't know how to describe it. Weasley. Yeah. I don't want to say anything about anybody, but Will Wheaton just like gives the weird vibe that like maybe just like mm. the vibe we all get from trying to play like D D or talk about comics and be like, oh hey, well, how are you? Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I know yep. that it's actually not called Force Lightning when Luke does it or whatever the fuck like you want to <laughs> tell me about, like you know, right? <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also Gamera. Gamera is a weird one, yeah. and like I think we'll yeah. go into Gamera some other time, like on this show proper. Be like, here's like a full Gamera movie on its own, but Gamera is a weird one. Yeah. 
He's uh, like, I don't know much about Gamera other than he's like a turtle with like rocket legs. Mm-hmm. And apparently I've learned through this movie that he's a friend of children, which is. Yeah. Uh, mm. So the first game movie came out in like 65 and it was meant to be like kind of on like the Godzilla train. Like, I'm pretty sure like it's trying to be like a, their own version of like the original like Gojira movie and like be like look at this scary like monster dude um mm. but and like i actually really like the design of gamera i think the design and the name are like why the character persists in like the consciousness like he does but also like it's also like um because he's like very clearly like second fiddle to godzilla like he just mm-hmm. like stays in like the uh um, like conversation almost like as like a like meme or some kind of be like was you know was Gamera like an attempt to make a more child friendly Godzilla type movie? Was like that the intent? I don't know like the first movie, but that's kind of what it became afterwards. Cause mm. like Gamera has like I think like seven sequels just between like nineteen sixty five and like um nineteen eighty. So like Okay. There's a lot going on and like they're all lower budget and like I think like he becomes more child friendly because this whole thing is like he's a friend to to like children after the first movie like and he like rescues children and like fights other monsters and like he's definitely like a little less grounded in reality than even Godzilla at the time which I find very funny to think about (laughs) I mean I I wasn't really sure like I I went in thinking Gamera was going to be a lot more like Godzilla but this is way more different than I had imagined. Like, this is, like, people going to space and, like, aliens and stuff, and I'm like, okay! Yeah. Because, like, the weirdest Godzilla does is, like, he flies, or does, like, his, like, weird, like, running kick. Like, whereas Gamera's, like, doing gymnastics and, like, doing gymnastics, or... Yeah. I want to talk about, like, some stuff I have in my notes here, because, like, just, like, maybe hit hit on points that I made while, while I was watching the movie. Um... One of the things that I liked kind of like early in the beginning of the movie, they explained like, you know, aliens from space are sending the messages or whatever. And uh, the two main boy cares, Tom and Akio. First off, white guy, white kid in a 1969 Japanese movie. I was like, whoa, that's weird. But two, I, I just think it was really funny. They They find like this crashed spaceship. They get into it and they're like, Eh, like whatever we'll just get into it they start flying away and the sister is like you guys need to get out of that spaceship bro i'm gonna tell mom that you're naughty and i'm like not not like the dubbing is so weird in this movie you're mm-hmm. naughty and like i think um it's a couple things at once i think um first low budget second um just didn't care They're like oh it's a dumb japanese movie so we're just gonna like super literally like translate it and like mm-hmm. have no flair because like we forget but like even like 10 years ago like there was like a lot of like super literal like translations coming out oh, for yeah, stuff just garbage dubbing yeah and like um it, it's a big joke and like it, it it doesn't help that there's the layer of like mystery science theater on top of it that like probably mm-hmm. obscures meeting a little bit but yeah like these movies i'm wondering um they're probably not big enough to get like a collection like Godzilla has gotten, but like oh, definitely, not. I could see them um 
being interesting subbed, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we've been talking like so much about the nineties, like where you said like, oh, and there's like a like white kid, and like my brain like completed that like like automatically to like white kid in a little shirt, uh, but no, uh, um, yeah, and my big thing is they like um start hitting buttons on the spaceship it's not like they go in and the door closes like what happened in like a modern movie so like they're like right, all yeah, right let's count down press the buttons <laughs> maybe they'll go good so yeah you know whatever press buttons in this random spaceship we found but i like <laughs> Agio's kind of a prick he is i'm just saying <laughs> they're like flying through space and tom asks him like a question about like oh how fast are we going he's like well, Tom, uh, if you know, <laughs> oh. Apollo 13 travels at, like, Mach 33, so we're not going as fast. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, man, you know it all, asshole. Yeah, Tom, like, takes it all his stride, honestly, but... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, um, and, like, they do the thing where, like, they meet a bunch of, like, cute alien ladies in, like, skin-tight outfits, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you can come home wherever. And, like, the mystery... Yeah. And, like, the, like, cast is making jokes about, like, them coming home and, like, going to prom with them and stuff. And just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, there's one character named, um, Conchan that they, like, hear his corn job, like, pretty early on, and that kind of wrecks oh, the movie. Kondo, Kondo. Because they call him Conchan, yeah, but they call him, what, what do they call him? Corn, corn something? Corn. Corn job. Corn chick, yeah, corn job. And at that point, like, their comprehension goes out the window. But also, like, that right. adds to it, because that is totally what would happen if you were, like, with a group of friends, and, like, you hear and you're like, yeah. Yeah, like, this is such a, f- it's so, I can't imagine something like this being on national TV for seasons and seasons anymore. Yeah. Because, like, this doesn't have, like, a big growth potential, like, crossover potential or whatever, you know? Not really, because, like, what... Nothing really happens in this movie, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. Um, they made tons of these. Um, yeah. And just, I do honestly like um, how they randomly add a hole to like the like um, to the head of like Gurion for him to shoot like shurikens out of, though. <laughs> yeah okay can we talk about this so that fight scene with him and the fucking kmart uh rodan so they land on this this thing or they land they crash land and they wake up and Akio's just touching tom's dick <laughs> yeah that's the whole thing <laughs> But so they wake up and they just like they walk outside like really casually and Akio's being an asshole and being like, well, the door's open and we're fine. We have breathable atmosphere. I'm like, oh, I hate you already, stupid kid. But they see like this Rodan like flying pterodactyl thing fighting. How would you describe Girion? It's like a walking knife. Well, there's a monster in Pacific Rim based off of him called Knifehead. So. Um, that makes so much sense. Knife head. There you go. Now that I think about it, if that's where that came from, that's kind of genius. Yeah, because like you know, like Guillermo del Toro loves the shit out of Gabra. Yeah. Like oh, the like, guy like almost like renamed myself like Gabra del Toro or, or but no um no uh yeah 
it's great. Um, he is just like he's like committed to the idea. What if there's a monster that was sharp? The point where he mm. goes from just having a knife to being like shooting leaf shurikens and stuff, which I really love. It's so weird because like the violence in this movie goes from like zero to one thousand in like a second. Yeah, because um, the space bat like Gaios like shoots a beam, gets deflected, gets his leg <laughs> chopped off. <laughs> it like it was so great. It caught me by surprise because it was so graphic. Because like it's like this really bad like Compton like laser effect, and then Gurion just goes like ha like I'm like ninja parry your laser beam with my sword face and it literally like does like a perfect cut and just slices his leg off and there's just like blood pouring out of it i'm like oh my god right and this is like 10 years before like star wars would go on like to be like laser blasted lightsaber stuff and just Mm -hmm. just and like i love too how like the solution to the fight is i'm gonna jump while you're flying out me cut off half of your body then, and then walk up and decapitate you. No, but first they cut off the other half of the body, decapitate them, then they cut the rest of the body, and we see it all. Mm-hmm. They, they don't cut away. They do not. It's really good. Oh, man, yeah. It's like, it's very, very weird. I have a question for you. hmm So Tom and Akio are, are flying around in the spaceship, and they just go, Gamera, Gamera, like, oh, Gamera, it's Gamera, like, is this, like, the second movie in a series why they know Gamera, or do they just not explain that? So, Gamera does show up in space for them, and just, like, all oh, these two kids are in trouble. Um, but, yeah, so, yes and no. So, Gamera has shown up in other movies to do this, but not mm. to them. They're unrelated. <laughs> like, they've never hung out with Gamera before. Like, it's like, oh, Gamera showed up. This yeah, is cool. Everyone knows Gamera. Yeah. Um, and, like, I do like the design of Gamera and stuff. Like, he's voiced very well by the cast of Mr. Science Theater. Be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like a thing. Um, I'm not sure if, like, you ever saw, but in the 90s, South Park had this episode where, um, Barbara Streisand got, like, the, like, weird ancient triangle of power and became Mechagodzilla. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Mech Streisand. Mm -hmm. And, um, Sidney Poitier comes in. And he turns into like a turtle shelled, like husk, like Gamera monster to fight her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, who beats her? It, it doesn't matter, but like, it's like it's um, been a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's like, um, uh, this one person becomes like Ultraman, this one person becomes like Mothra. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, it just like works, but it, it's so weird that their like their choice for Gamera was like he's the friend to children. And like he just shows up and like cares yeah, about them like, and takes care of them. Why? Yeah, it's why. The one thing that like I do like is how like he plays the underdog in a way Godzilla never does. Like mm-hmm. he's very much like he gets his ass kicked, like his shell gets like cut into and like this kind mm-hmm. of seems like a big deal. Like, oh like Gamera's shell's like messed up. But And he's like shooting out blue blood everywhere. Yeah. And um He gets like they like he like sh- the the Gyrian like shoots a shuriken into his face. Yeah, and he's like crying tears of blood. Yeah, it's like really, it's weirdly violent. <laughs> and they're on this planet that's like turning into like a global winter or whatever as it's happening. Yeah. I, I, I have it written in my notes and I said Girion shoots shuriken into Gamera and then Gamera grabs snow from somewhere to put in his wounds and then Ninja reflects more shuriken. 
like using like an icicle or like a piece of rock or something. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know where he got it. And like it's just uh they decide some dumb stuff, but they keep to it. And like at the end of the fight, like Gamer just wins by like doing gymnastics, like jumping on his neck and then like Yes, that was so bar. weird. Like there's like a gymnastics high bar and he like flips around it for whatever reason. Yeah, like, like he, why is this here? Like honestly, I was like, oh, like um he like I remember that scene, but I was like, he must be dodging something. And then I was like, no, he's not dodging anything and he can fly. He doesn't need to do this to get elevation yeah. for an attack even. Cause he he immediately after this power bombs gearing into the ground and then humps the air in victory as he's now like jammed his knife head into the floor. Which is the way to like win that fight, I guess, is like make yeah, sure you I jam your so. knife into something. And then shoot a missile at him. And then he ble- like breathes fire and Kyrian's mm-hmm. head explodes and just then <laughs> they go home. But Yeah, that's the weirdest thing, right? Like all this shit happens and then they just go home and nothing happens. Well no, something does happen. They're committed to building a world without traffic accidents. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Wars <laughs> and traffic accidents are high priorities. Like, I need to know what the actual translation is. Like, it must be something. I'll like look it up right now. Misunderstandings or something. Like the some original that- movie. The original movie is on YouTube in Japanese. Oh, so you can just go right to the end. Yeah, like it. It comes up enough that like it's a running joke in Mystery Science Theater. Like about like um like what's up with like the traffic accidents that was like near the end right yeah it's like the last scene i think is like they're talking and like all the adults in this movie all they do is their mom's mad at them for not studying <laughs> then they go to space right. then the other kid's mom shows up and is like where's my son they're like oh let's have some tea your mom's gone um or, or like your son's gone um what happened um the random cop that's in it he doesn't do anything. He gets no. pranked by the kids. And says, like, yeah, he'll shave it's... their heads. And, like, the there's weird scientists that show up in the first scene to be like, what if there's another planet? And then at the end, they show up to where Gamma brings the kids down. Right, yeah. What Gam- if? Yeah, what if? <laughs> what if? But Gamma's totally, like, you know, whatever. Like, Gamma's just every other Tuesday shows up. Because Gamma just, like, um doesn't need um, to have any kind of like base breathing and can just hold the kids in his hand and they're fine in space. Yep. For presumably yep, hours. No yeah, you know. Don't worry about it. He's got magical gamma powers. Okay, hang on. Let me let me see here. I'm I'm at the Oh. Wow. <laughs> yep, that that is an accurate translation. What? <laughs> the hundred percent accurate translation. He says like what did he say? He says something like I I hope that I live in a world after this that is free of war and bad bad things like traffic accidents. Okay. Even that very sounds weird. better than just saying war and traffic accidents. Like bad things it's like It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing that, like a kid would care about, I guess, but uh it's very weird. I guess so. Like war and <laughs> not having ice cream for dinner. Uh but no. Um just 
This is a very weird movie, and the framing is very weird too. Um, what do you think about the yep. like Gamera songs? Like Gamera being full of meat. Gamera, let's eat. We've been eating Gamera. The the one at the end I enjoy, where it's like, oh, he's he's like really strong, and he he can go from Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter and Venus, and they like just it's weird. Such a weird because it's two bits. It's like. Here's this weird, like, mm. aspirational sci-fi, like, 60s movie that's like, oh, what if we were, like, looking towards the future, and kids are the future, and look mm-hmm. at their head shave, couched in, like, a very early 90s, like, film buff it's just, comedy show it's with puppets? weird, yeah. Actually, I will say, this um version that I'm watching here is really clean. Whoa, okay. Yeah, it's it's if you type in Gamma versus Guiron into YouTube, it's extremely clean. I think, but yeah, like it's it's extremely clean compared to the the version that I had watched on the Mystery Science Theater. Like this is like the color is way better. Oh wow, holy crap, that's really good. But no, um, and like there were like a bunch of Gamma films. Um, weird enough, do you know anything about the Gamma movies of the '90s or no? Not really, no. Okay, it's wild. <laughs> Gamera comes back in the 90s. So in 1971 mm-hmm. or 72, Gamera stops, except for a movie mm-hmm. in the 80s. But it's like one of those movies where it's just like they film like three scenes as a framing device and be like, here's Gamera mm-hmm. fighting all my monsters. It's just like scenes from other movies. Right, okay. Um, In the 90s, like the like um, the Heisei Gamera stuff um, is like called Gamera Guardian of the Universe and it's like a trilogy and basically um, mm. a lot of people like compare it to like Evangelion and say that it's like the basis for like the modern American Godzilla movies because like Gamera was made by like Atlanteans because they made the Gaios monsters and like it's like this like very like gritty for like a like kaiju movie like whole thing of like Gamera's like going around trying to hunt down these creatures that are, like, going to overpopulate and, like, destroy the Earth. And, it, like, it's, like, uh... Is, is that why he has, like, jet legs? Yeah, it's weird. They keep the jet leg stuff. And, um... Uh, but, yeah, like, he's meant to be, like, a, like, more serious character here. Like, it's very much, like, the Dark mm-hmm. Knight version of Gamera to, like, the 60s version. <laughs> okay. Like, concluding stuff, like, humanity hates Gamera because, like, he, like, has massive casualties. <laughs> I mean, what monster doesn't? There's three movies like very good like 90s kaiju like film design, which I think is like some of my favorite. It's like when their budget is like big enough that they're trying stuff, but like people still care enough mm-hmm. that it's like it's big. Um my favorite fact about those movies um is that um some producer said like, oh yeah, in that universe turtles don't exist. So Gamera is just a mythical creature, not a big turtle. <laughs> and I really love what? that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I assumed that the I assumed that it was going to be like this is like regular modern day Japan, but I guess not. And then there's like a 2006 Gamera the Brave movie that's like mm-hmm. much more like meets in the middle. It's like, oh, a kid finds a baby Gamera, and oh no, that Gamera has to fight. There's a monster, like that kind of thing. Okay, um, and I think like legendary who did the Godzilla is trying to do like um 
a gamera like american reboot but uh, as far as i know no don't do it but honestly um gamera's probably a character who's like kept in the consciousness by like death battle culture or like commenting like oh maybe it's gamera like right like yeah that. yeah gamera i don't think like has ever been like kind of that uh, popular of a character he's always been like kind of tertiary to godzilla right like he if godzilla's around like oh maybe gamera is showing up but like yeah. he's never actually that interesting i feel the same way about mothra too like i think that like it's hard because like mothra is probably more popular but gamera's like the star of his own his own franchise but yeah um weird movie and like weird frame advice for it but i kind of wanted to like look at something very like very different and like i liked how 90s like the whole like show was too yeah i've never i've never seen a gamera movie and knowing that it's like this i'm like i'm i'm more interested now because i'm interested in like the what is the film side of it like how how did this how the you know sausage get made type thing no the actual gamera films like i think like at some point like we should look at it to be like oh wow these just like these very weird 60s movies that are like low budget trying to do the same thing as the more popular ones like uh, mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it's like mostly like let's build a set for kids to look like they're in sci-fi trouble so that these monsters can fight that's probably like right most yeah. of it right probably that that's seems like right yeah like i don't know much else about gamera to be perfectly honest i know that in the Pokemon anime, Squirtle could spin like Gamera when you use Hydro Pump. That's all I know. Yep. Yep. There's a, there's a, I play Final Fantasy 14 and there's a mount in Final Fantasy 14 that is literally Gamera and it like has rocket legs and spins around. It's like a turtle. I think they do like all or most of the Gamera movies from the 70s in Mr. Science Theater. Hmm. No. Interesting. That is Gamera. That is, that is Mr. Three Science Theater. Um, both very interesting in the way they're like low budget like things of their time and mm-hmm. yeah um did you have a favorite line that they they delivered like while they were watching the movie i like the misunderstanding of like core job um i like um there's some point like where like the younger sister goes to their mom and is like oh like yeah like i'm like oh, like they're on like a spaceship she's like Go or else you'll like, or else you won't get into like a good school. Yeah, run there. Stop that silliness, or else you won't get into a good school. It's like okay, okay, yeah. The funniest thing, the funniest line that they delivered was like they were talking about oh, seeing like uh, the spaceship and the thing, and the mom is like, like oh, stop talking about this stuff, or I'll take away your. And then there's like a pause in the dubbing, and then the one just guy says, "Your life, your life." <laughs> yeah. Oh. This hits that like very great like Muppets like sweet mm-hmm. spot of like it feels like what people want like to see from like a character like Stetler and like Waldorf, but also like much more manageable over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I was really excited when they came back and like watched half an episode because I was like, Oh, it's been too long. <laughs> but mm. I've never watched the revival thing, but like I Probably only ran like what one season. I don't even think it, it had yeah, two seasons. It ran. Okay, yeah. No, um, I would love to see um more like more puppets, more claymation 
in my life personally. Mm. So maybe, yeah, it's like make more shows of puppets that aren't like being like, oh, wow, puppets are dumb, aren't they? Just, no, it's a, it's a puppet. So what? Puppets are dumb, but they're campy. So whatever, it's fine. Yeah, because like my main issue, I like Toku. Toku is campy and dumb, but also yes. like that's part of the fun. It loses so much of the fun of it when you're like, oh, look at this. It's so campy and dumb. Yeah, when you make it into like a serious, you know, movie or whatever, right? Yeah, when it's like just like, oh, hey, like, let's take the person in this suit as if they have these abilities, even though we know they're a person in the suit. Like, suspend mm-hmm. some, like, suspend some disbelief. And, like, it's like the same with things like puppets. And more so, I would love to actually see claymation again because there's like a real oddness and like unsettling nature to claymation when it's done right that i think looks better than like cg like when you're trying to go for certain effects like horror or like certain kinds of violence but like uh like a chicken run wallace and gromit uh nightmare before christmas stuff like that kind of stuff i like that kind of stuff but also like um when it's mixed with like live action for like limited scenes like it can look like Know how, like, you have those scenes from, like, growing up in movies where, like, it's super scary, like, even though it wasn't a horror movie? hmm I think, like, more of those can come from claymation than CG. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we have watched a film. We have seen into a Thanksgiving episode. We haven't really touched on the Thanksgiving part. Basically, they just eat food and, like, are yeah. like, making jokes yeah, about I, that. Uh, and we have touched into our own modern times, the real past, present. Fe- well, it's not past, present, future because we're not in the future, um, unless we are, and, and we're and we're in like a really boring dystopia, uh, which is true. <laughs> that is true. Yep. But I guess uh, with that, um, where can people find you, David? When you're not talking about like Tokusatsu, um, you can find me at Tokyo Fresh Podcast on Instagram, um. You can find my podcast with my co-host at Tokyo Fresh Podcast. Stick it into Google. You'll find it. We did a Christmas episode on Friday. So there's that. But that's about it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, For me, you can find me at James Forge on Twitter. And then there's the podcast itself. Instagram.com. Um, at Comrade Me. Are there ads? I'm not sure. Um, Twitter.com. At Comrade Me. There's CommonRFB.com, and you can go to CommonRFB.com slash episodes for a full list of our episodes or slash merch for our merch. And once again, like all of our proceeds now until January 8th are going to like eviction defense funds to help people keep in their houses and like prevent being put out in the cold very literally like uh, there. Uh, and that is all proceeds like going to that. And yeah, uh, with that, um, we will also have our calendar up for the whole month, and I will have, like, in front of this episode, probably what the next four weeks of Coming Around to Me looks like. But this is uh, the last of our holiday episodes. So, what's a good message we should give them, David? Good message. Hmm. For the holidays. Um, man, I don't know. What should this. <laughs> Yeah, it can't be worse than last year. (laughs) It can't be worse than last year. Uh, well, it can't be worse than last year. 
if it is, find your kid at heart and maybe Gamera will save you. Yeah, just call out. He'll find yeah, you. Call out. He flies through space. Uh, and we'll do like a second advice, but I'm just going to say, fuck it. We have advised enough. We have cultured enough. We've given them all we can. <laughs> yeah. Gamera will save you, but I won't. Guns kill people. <laughs> Gamera kills people. <laughs> Always have shurikens ready. From the man who tells you not to romanticize Japanese culture, always have character ready. There, there's no romance in there. That's just a fact. It's true, yeah. It's like ice. Yep. They'll never see it coming. Just like Gamble. <laughs>